Tonight has finally come for me, and I'm very pleased to be with you, Harry, and with ABC News. And later I'll have a chance to comment on my new duties. That's enough. With your wealth and power, he will establish his counterfeit kingdom here on Earth, receiving his power directly from Satan. No, no. What was the rude word? Shit. What heaven you got? Welcome to Year of the Week. My name's Dan. I'm Brian. I'm none of your damn business. And that's not All your... right, well, he's fed. <laughs> none and of your damn, damn business. Fed, adjust your attitude. <laughs> yeah. The Year of the Week. It's a podcast where we do a deep dive on the year, which is on any year. But this week's episode is 1976. The bicentennial year. It's the bicentennial of what? The United States of America. Ah. Those uh, tall ships really lifted the nation's spirits after Watergate. That's a Simpsons quote. 200 years. Bicentennial means 200 years after the, the signing of the Declaration of Independence. So, that's right. Uh, it's really stars and stripesy this year. Although but, we're not going to mention it again, yeah. there's a feeling of American pride. Creeping malaise. A creeping malaise. <laughs> yeah, that, the malaise is covered about up, to happen. Covered up with a cheap-ass plastic eagle. Yeah. Dark. This is when I think there's a lot of eagles getting thrown on houses. Not live eagles, but like plastic eagles. Yeah. I remember my house had one. Like the black, there's like a mean? black eagle, like a plastic eagle that would get stuck on a house. With two heads because you're Albanian? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Before we get into this episode, you heard, we gotta, we have to talk about what we heard in the intro. The first thing we heard was, Bar- that was Barbara Walters. She became the first female co-anchor of a network evening news, and she did that with Harry Reasoner. Harry Reasoner was the man. I think he went on to 60 Minutes. I think you're overpronouncing Harry Reasoner's name. Harry Reasoner? I think it's Harry Reasoner. I've yeah. heard it said Harry Reasoner. But it's, it, I just like, it says <laughs> Reasoner. Yeah, I know. But a lot of things are yeah. spelled slightly differently. Than right. Worc- well, Worcester Mass. Let's, exactly. let's, if, Worcester, Worcestershire. If, if he has a problem. Worcestershire sauce. If he has a problem, he can get in touch with us. That seems unlikely. He's dead. He yeah. might be dead. The second, uh, the second thing, that, those were bionic noises. There's like, and that's what happens when you're the bionic woman or the or the ten million dollar man. When you're yeah. jumping over a building or whatever. Yeah, so that debuted in 1976 as well, and uh, people liked it. Me and my dad liked it, but we preferred Wonder Woman. Right. Yeah. Why? Because of Linda Carter. Mm. So it's She's really an extremely a... charismatic human being. She was charismatic. Bionic Woman, I've seen some episodes uh, recently, and she's very chill. She's bionically reasonable. <laughs> was this a bewitched I Dream of Jeannie divide, do you think? Do you think that one Perhaps. was much more empowering than the other? Was the six million, or the bionic woman, was she more of a, uh, a dupe for the patriarchy, whereas Wonder Woman was not, or vice versa? I don't remember either one of these shows, clearly. By yeah. today's standards, I think either would horrify us. Yeah, but, I think it would but, be pretty bad. But I think what I've no- noticed, uh, I've mentioned before, is like in Bionic Woman, yeah, I think in the $10 million man or something, he was like an astronaut. She was, Steve, I believe, some, Steve. Yeah, Steve. Uh, there's also a Steve in Wonder Woman. Steve was a hot name. Yeah, but that's like from the 20s or something. Like oh, Steve? No, Wonder Woman oh, Wonder in, in Woman. that character. The, yeah, the, she was, uh, I think yeah. that was like, and she was fighting Nazis and right. things. But yeah, so Bionic Woman, I believe she was a tennis person. She played tennis. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I believe so. But uh, I just want to call to mention, in the premiere episode, well, they had a couple of specials where she was introduced on another show. I think it might have been Different Strokes. She was a spinoff of Facts of Life, like everything else. <laughs> <laughs> she was one of the girls in the boarding house? Yeah, like, with right. Aunt B or whatever her name was? Yeah, she was... Trailer uh, Ray just died. She, that's right. Oh, she did? Yeah. Who is the, like, Mallory, the tough girl that smokes cigarettes? Joe. Joe. Yeah. Not Mallory. Mal- Mallory was Facts of Life. Different yeah. strokes. Different strokes. <laughs> God no, damn it. Mallory was Facts Family Ties. Family Ties. All right. What do we do? But, no, what I wanted to say about Bionic Woman first episode was uh, what they gave her to do, uh, she wasn't, uh, I don't think she was chasing criminals around yet, was they put her in a classroom and she was a teacher, and she was so chill that the kids were all just taken over the classroom. And what she did was to reassert her place in the classroom as the one to be listened to. She ripped a f- telephone book in half. Like that's how she asserted her. Oh no, we were cr- kids. Creds. They still would rip kids in half. It's punishment. Oh, they would rip kids in yeah, half. Yeah, they would have purple punishment still, and there was terror kids. Purple punishment. <laughs> Is that what they call it? I never heard Could that they before. Bisect a child. I'm glad they all on, the, on that. the child's corpus. <laughs> That would have been a better episode if she took like that redheaded kid yeah. and just split him in half, not through the gut section, <laughs> but splitting a skull all the way, like you know, yeah. vertically. Pull her apart by the pigtails. Yeah, yeah, right. right. That would yeah. be that would be amazing. Right. Yeah, but the hair would fail before the skull. Oh, Fred, oh. don't stomp on you our don't, parade. I, I I don't know how much you know about redheads. <laughs> But <laughs> they're sort of like jellyfish, right? Oh no, I was gonna say that it's the the hairish clings. Yeah. Oh, are you saying the redhead, the red hair? It's just sort of a, a giant single-celled organism. <laughs> and, um, if you split it in half, you've you've got two redheads. Oh, a couple hours later, that's probably so. In the writers' room, as originally that they were going to split the girl in half, I was like, no, 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 no. That just creates more. Right. right. The next in the uh, intro was a little clip from The Omen, which opened mm. in 1976, and that's actually famous for that famous decapitation scene. Yeah. It's like very well filmed from multiple angles and uh, big giant mannequin head flying around. And that movie kind of holds up, but uh, I think the, the male lead is a complete monster by human standards. That was... Uh, Gregory Peck, Gre- Gregory Peck, yeah. yeah. Why was he... Like, Goddamn, shut up, you stupid woman, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. He had that vibe. That <laughs> yeah, he did, but that... <laughs> I mean, I think that could be a quote. But you have to understand that, like, when you're being... He could have been influenced by Satan as well, right? Or was he, like, just... He was the... What good was. Yeah, he was like a, he was like the dad who just w- had never a kind word for anybody. Well, that's sort of like... Uh, the 50s dad. Because he also was in... Um, to Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. And so it's actually like maybe The Omen was really... What was the sequel to To Kill a Mockingbird? Ghost uh, of Watchmen. Yes. Yeah, like, wasn't there some other parts of him that were revealed that people didn't like. He was Maybe. a Klansman. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I think the whole thing was that it was ironic because he was a bigoted monster, but he was also like a he cared about the law. So right. Was... So the omen happened, and then the last you heard, you might not have heard it, it, was Johnny Rotten of the Sex Pistols. That was a clip of him being just a naughty naughty boy and uh, saying shit on TV. And uh, the whole clip is pretty fun because at first he says it and he kind of just mum he kind of says it really quietly like a like a little child and yeah. then the interviewer is like what did you say and he's like oh nothing and he's like no say say the word that you said and he just says shit <laughs> <laughs> and, and that is 
Yeah, what's good about him is he never stopped being like a bratty 15-year-old. Right. stuck to his guns. Well, right. And, and I, I kind of feel like he's a conservative now. He's like, Possibly. we went to yeah, almost... Yeah, it's, it's, it's a real... Actually, it's like not fun. Not a it's, surprise. It's, it's like no fun. Johnny Rotten. No and, fun. Yeah. Well, they were all dirtballs. It's not like they were like, had some kind of grand uh, you know, philosophy behind their music. They, they were weren't like you too. No. <laughs> The, the heady, yeah, yeah, yeah. Midnight oil. They were <laughs> kind they of the were opposite not. end of the spectrum. I'm just, yeah. I don't know what U two is. I, I wouldn't think U two is. <laughs> Johnny Rotten's never gonna get the Nobel Peace Prize. Okay, probably. They were boy, they were a boy band. Malcolm McLaren put them together and made them do what he wanted them to do. Yeah, this this sort of uh, impresario. It was sort of an art project. That he and his Vivian Westwood yeah. put together, sort of a joke the lads weren't in on. Right, mm. yeah. it was like the monkeys, but yeah, without really the monkeys. They were very close to the monkeys. Wow, trousers. Yeah. Wow, we should do that. We should find. Some, It'd be better some than kids. this. Yeah, probably. maybe. Yeah. yeah. All right, so let's get on. So what we do? But, but uh, before oh, sorry. we do, Go, then, oh, if any impresarios would like to exploit us in any way, um, oh no, I was saying we be the. Imp- I can't say that word. But impresario? Impresario. You want to move to Florida. <laughs> right. That's where you have to do it. Where the laws are different. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but Dan, if you just want to exploit Fed and I. Oh, okay. Some, well, is that happening currently, do you suppose? Just like not I don't very think so. I'm doing a really shitty job of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to try to work a little bit better at that so what we do so that was the intro and what we do at year of the week a couple of things should be noted is we're going to go down the year we're going to give you a headline from each month just one headline and i guarantee you it's going to be the most important headline of the month there's just uh, we've spent hours days researching and these uh we chose as just the very top and most important We've consulted with the leading historians, uh-huh. the religious uh, leaders. Calendar experts. Calendar experts. <laughs> we drank a soup made from Jimmy Fogel's bones. I didn't do that. But, no. Uh, no, I know. He's, that's how Fed <laughs> he faked does it. this. <laughs> he faked it. As we move through this year, you're going to hear some sounds of what was in the airwaves and or maybe on your TV sets or whatever. If you want more info on that. Trot on over to our web page. Yeartheweek.com. Yeartheweek.com. Check out our blog. We've got lots of fun things over there. You can check us out on Instagram at Year of the Week. Also, before we get going, we'd just like you to subscribe and rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from. It helps us out a lot. And uh, it's an easy way to help, which is what we all want to do. Helping with the just minimal effort. And one other thing that you should note is one of the awesome things, one of the awesome things about the show is we have a time machine screen apparatus that allows us to speak to somebody from the past. And hopefully, hopefully it'll work this time. Uh, we'll get if you know we'll get some visitor uh, who will talk about uh, some event that we're talking about. Yeah, I'd also like to say that I'm wearing pants and I'm regretting that decision. I'm sorry. It, it, yeah, I am not wearing pants. Right. And it's working out great. It's, short, it's shorts weather. I'm wearing an outfit made out of aluminum foil, and uh, he I'm usually fine. does. Yeah, I poked. I poked a million holes. This thing took me four days to make. There's no tape, so it's all. Just he got flaking he had the off. pattern from Soan fabrics. <laughs> right. Joanne Covered fabric. with his children's tears. Yeah, it's... yeah. So let's get on with it. Let's uh, dive into the year. We're going to start with the first month of the year, which is generally January. In Europe, it's Sunday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
since we're talking about America here, because this is the bicentennial, we're just going to open up with uh, January 12th. <laughs> Agatha Christie died at the age of 85. She is an American, true and true. No, she died in uh, <laughs> the... The UK, which, where, Oxfordshire, where, what is that? Where is Oxfordshire? I think it's in the sure. south. That's between Georgia. Bunting on Farthing and uh, Farthing on Bunting. Nice. In the uh, the west. Have you guys read Agatha Christie? Did you ever, have you read one thing? No, my sister did. Uh, she was a big Agatha Christie fan. Like, she read many of the books and they were around, but I never read them. There's a chance I may have read one. You know but... what? I, I got one once. Like, I was at a Walden Books Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go for this because I've heard of her name. I was probably, I don't know, maybe in sixth grade. It was not really the right book for me, but like I couldn't even say like the the guy's name. The, the, wow. Yes, the big <laughs> detective that he, you know, he has the mustache and everything. You can, I have trouble reading a book when none of the words are pronounceable in my head. Is it written in a dialect? No, no it's just that, that name. I it's think. it reads as Hercules Poirot or something, right? Yeah, Hercule Poirot. Hercule Poirot. Exactly. Yeah. But what? Remember Rospero? <laughs> Same thing. I do. But he just was, picture Rospero. When I picked up this book, I did, he was not around uh, yet, that's and uh, I should have revisited it. It, it would have made a big difference to me. That's a kind of a shitty thing to do. The other one's Miss Marple. It was a lot easier. Right. Miss, which one must? Can assume. you handle that one, Dan? Can you get your brain around Miss no, Marple? I don't like books. Written by or about women. So the <laughs> answer is no. But Miss Marple yeah. was a man. I, I never read Agatha Christie, but last year when I was visiting my parents, we decided to go see the new Kenneth Branagh version of Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, oh yeah. Like, Who was that? that? That was just for your parents, right? Just for everybody's parents. Yeah. Every white person's parents. And I. I think it was like my grandparents. My parents were yurt <laughs> watching it. I watched storyteller. <laughs> I watched that in a movie theater in Boise. Wow, Boise, Idaho. You might yeah. have heard of it. Yeah, and I hated it. It looked really awful. I hated it to death, and then I hated it so much I got curious about it. Mm-hmm. And I went and read about Agatha Christie. Here's the secret about Agatha Christie. You think any writer who's was dead before you were born and who you've heard of must Which, be a big deal, right? She always sucked. She did. She was the says. Dan Brown of her time. Hmm. And I don't mean that. But Dan Brown would never have... What's his... What's the guy in the... Um, He's the, the triangle. No, the, the Triangle book. Da Vinci Code. Yeah. It all hinges on the triangle. What's his... His name's Tom Hanks in the book. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was so into. I was like, whoa, Tom Hanks. Yeah. Go get him, man. Solve the mystery. I don't even mean Dan Brown. Dan Brown... He could be great. I don't know. But Agatha Christie, not great. See, I would see that Dan, Dan Brown's better because his chapters are less than two pages long. Yeah. And well, there's think, always a door opening or something is opening is around the corner. That does Chapter break. I, I think right? your books were the law and order of the time. They're not something that you really need to sink a whole lot of your brain into. Mm-hmm. But, but Law and Order wasn't stupid. And when you get to the end of Murder on the Orient Express, you're like, well, that's just stupid. Is, that right. a, is it a monkey? Yeah. The monkey did it. But her books, every chapter break, did have the bong bong sound. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of a ripoff of Dick. Dick Wolf had done that. Yeah. He ripped off Agatha Christie. And right. bears discussing Dick Wolf's name anytime it comes up. So. Ooh. Yeah. Fed, Fed just turned bright red. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, man. So, all right. So, Agatha Christie official for us is that she always sucked. How did you... What research did you do to get this real quick? I spent about five minutes on Wikipedia. Uh-huh. Which, when I and say it's... research, Dan, that's what I mean. <laughs> but why did... The, I didn't did go it, to the library, Where did it Dan? say she sucked, though? S- s- uh, sucked. Yeah. There's that... an audio. It's <laughs> 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 a stupid, close, stupid book. Dots and pickups come in two sizes, stretch and standard. Durability and economy make them the number one selling small trucks. Dotson saves. Let's move on to February. Come on. In February. You know, Connect Four can... by Milton Bradley goes on sale for four eighty four. It four dollars eighty four cents. Right. Yeah. And it was based on an old game called The Captain's Mistress. Because Captain Cook became obsessed with this game and would just retreat to his captain's chamber for days at a time playing this. Right. But solo? Uh, I, I gotta imagine he was t- he took a captive. And yeah. He did a kind of and like, if he ever lost, he killed them. He yeah. had to walk the plank. Captain Cook was a pirate, right? I would assume so. I think he's the one that discovered Hawaii, possibly. He did something. It's he not Captain discovered Kid. discovered penicillin? I think you're thinking, of Ca- you're thinking Captain Hook because it sounds like Captain... Captain That's right. Captain Cook, he was like a... <laughs> no, he was, did he found event... So I'm assuming uh, that Captain Cook was a, a pirate ship guy, but maybe he did discover <laughs> Hawaii, I believe. <laughs> he Hawaii. I mean, he yeah. he sail. He shipwrecked on it. Probably I, it, Hawaii was there. He discovered um, Johnny Rotten. He yeah. might have. Yeah. He, yeah. He he destroyed Hawaii. He destroyed Hawaii. He must have been really. I mean, like the cat to be nicknamed the captain's mistress, and they're on the, all the other sailors. What do you call it? pirate? They're pirate sailors. They're all pirates. Co-pirates. Yeah. Co-pirates. No. Mateys. Sub, well, co- co-pirates. Co-pirates is kind of right because they were very uh, oh, they egalitarian were very, in, right. in their cuts. They yeah. Were, well, they would have had to have been, wouldn't they? Have? No, no, they wouldn't because no. you know if he had like a, a bully, like a captain could be, he could have just taken all their money. But he said, "No, we're going to no, give we you the share in general." Well, yes, then but, you got a mutiny on your hands. But you this said, connect for well, she mine. Don't be touching my Connect Four. And then one of his swabbies was like, Avasti. Yeah. This is even we're, better. We're, we're it's not, a multiplayer not, game. Again, we're not talking about a pirate. Oh. So he'd be more like, <laughs> Should you choose to lose at Connect Four again, meet me in my captain's chamber. But wait, Captain Cook did not discover penicillin. <laughs> Hawaii. Did he... Oh, Hawaii. Wait. He's not a pirate, though. Did He's he... just a captain. Why, does it, why, why do I. Because it sounds like Hook. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds like the Peter Pan pirate. By the way, I should mention that we are going to get together a... And there's a chance I'm just, completely wrong Just a list that, which... of things we may have missed that have gotten wrong that uh, our listeners can add to. Also, we could Google this right now. No, but we don't want to. No, we want to. No. no. Captain Cook is the... Pen- he discovered penicillin on he Hawaii. Invent- he invented cooking. And he invented cooking. But it says <laughs> he here also... And Sam Everything was raw. And he was like, wait, fuck this. Throw yeah. that meat in the fire. It says here that there was a rumor that David Bowie... David Bowie. Bowie. Mm-hmm. It's pronounced Bowie, darling. Had discovered Connect Four. <laughs> he discovered it. Connect Four. In an ancient tomb? Or like, what do you mean? It was like national treasure. So I came across the sarcophagus and I opened it. Inside, there were a row of chakrams, <laughs> discs. I played with an ibis-headed spirit for what seemed like a half an hour, but I was later told it was three months. <laughs> and so he went and pitched this to Milton Bradley, and they're like, yes. And he was living on uh, milk, red peppers, cocaine, and yeah. Connect Four. It was, he was, uh, it was at the Thin White Duke. 
era. Most yeah. people don't know that the Glass Spider Tour was actually called the Glass Spider Tour presented by Milton Brand <laughs> Bradley pre- presents Connect Four. With Connect Four. Yeah. Yeah, they handed out free Connect Fours. Well, I, I remember the cover of Diamond Dogs, how it expanded <laughs> one way. And Very like this. upsetting, yeah. But the yeah. other, there's another flap where he's just getting ready to place a Connect Four. He's like laying <laughs> with on with the ground. foot. Yeah. <laughs> Right, and that was like too much. But yeah, he was just like playing Connect Four, like a typical eight-year-old might, you know, on a on a shag rug. Uh, that happened. That was 1976, and I think you know, hey, I played it. In Hell fact, yeah. actually, I think I may have told this on the last episode, but maybe not. Is very specifically, I remember with Connect Four, there was this kid on our block that nobody liked, but he, my parents were throwing a party, and all the kids were over, and he ate the box. Of Connect Four. Yeah, so that I'm gonna. This reminds me, and this is a plea that I shoot out to people every now and then. I remember a story from when I was little about a kid who was ill all the time and had no friends and were you that little kid fed and me, no i was i was i lived uh, alone i uh, <laughs> never choice, knew largely. what a friend was, yeah. so he wasn't lonely but um so the sickly kid that no one was friends with gets out of his house for like one day and he offers the other kids raspberry candies the teller of the story smacks the candies out of his hand and they all laugh at the sickly kid and then that kid dies shortly after and the author explains that those candies make him sick to his stomach when he sees them now. I've n- never been able to find any record of that story existing anywhere. Huh. If, any, if that sounds familiar to anyone, please let us know. Send yeah. a postcard, a self-addressed postcard <laughs> to... But I don't know, I don't understand why... That uh, That doesn't sound like a very good story. It was, well, it was, <laughs> like t- I think it was kind of told well. That's not, it's like Agatha Christie-esque, shall that's, we say. That's clearly not polite. It was no. written in a very kind of coarse way, but also like a, to make like a... Like a 11 or 12 year old be like oh I get it this is a real, this is a real no, psychological you know, story you know what it is it's a Pearl Jam song I think. at home drawn <laughs> picture I think it might be with the red candies <laughs> <laughs> well I'm sorry to that I mean obviously I don't want anybody to die but well, that um, kid shouldn't have been in that box though. right Uh, so moving on to March, uh, it's uh, you know I don't know it's pretty low. Patty Hearst is found guilty of armed robbery of a San Francisco bank. What day was that? Uh, that was March twentieth, then. Oh. Um, so I don't know much about Patty Hearst. This was she was uh, kidnapped. Right? Patty Hearst is the daughter of the Hearst Publishing Empire. <laughs> Uh-huh. William Randolph Hearst, oh, okay. probably great niece or something like that. Randy, and so we're talking she was Kane guy. Yeah, she was sort of impressionable apparently, okay. and she was co-opted by a leftist terrorist group called something like the Symbionese, which doesn't exist. No, there's nothing. Symbionese means nothing. Okay, Symbionese Liberation Army, the SLA. Uh-huh. And they talked her into becoming kind of a mouthpiece for their nonsensical organization. They lived, I think, in California on some kind of farm, and they would occasionally rob banks. Mm. She was a great embarrassment to her parents and to her family, and great celebrity. Eventually, it was captured, deprogrammed, and uh, I think just embarrassed. And appeared in some John Waters films. I think she's, she, yeah, she, uh, from what I saw, she may have been in a 30 Rock episode or something like that. Yeah, she, she definitely did some acting after. Yeah. 
You mean um, like in 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 the in the aughts? In she the was aughts, in I, really? I, just, I my research uh, of forty seconds uh-huh. uh, saw that she Wikipedia. Eh? She did that. Yeah, you've heard Wikipedia. about Wikipedia too, have you? Yes. Mm. Yeah, I have. But uh, no, wasn't there something? Uh, so she was uh, brainwashed. Was the big? That's what they said. Everybody was getting brainwashed back then, 1976. Like yeah. bicentennial. Ooh, it was very like we easy to get brainwashed. brainwashed. Yeah, you could, it was easy to get brainwashed. You could back then. you could spend ten minutes playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. You could uh, listen uh-huh. to a uh, an album by a heavy metal band. Right, and also the marijuana they were smoking was one millionth. <laughs> as potent as it is now. Right. It was basically camel lights. It was total bullshit. The dank weed was 30 years from being invented. And so you're saying better weed makes less... Lesser less weed. Bright, lesser, I'm saying people are like, man, if you, were, if you were... If you remember woods that you weren't there. Oh, because yeah. it's easy. You were saying that they had an excuse. They said they had an excuse because of the so weed. Because they were like uh, all on... This just crazy. And crazy now the weed. acid they took is the, the the same acid we give our children. Now. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, it's, right? It's, we call it yellow number five, and it's in uh, fruity pebbles, Dan. But it's, no, the weed sucked. Everybody knows this, yeah. right? So she, yeah. but so so basically, so that that was the big debate: is like, was she, was she brainwashed or did she go? Because you say she was deprogrammed. But you're well, saying Sto- so you know, she was Stockholm syndrome or right. whatever. Well, Plus, you know, she had a shitty. She was from a shitty family, and right? Yeah, she meets a bunch of shitty people with guns. What's the difference? Yeah, I mean, I I'm pretty easily brainwashed. I feel like yeah. completely brainwashed. Remember that you, time we got, I got you to rob a bank? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then we got you to eat that box. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I remember all those times. Yeah. Well, I don't remember because I was deprogrammed. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I haven't keeps I've seen the videos. Yeah, every every after every podcast, I have to go get deprogrammed <laughs> by Miranda. It's like five hundred days of summer. <laughs> no, no, fifty first days. I've never, I've never seen either. Twenty eight days later. I'm very uh, yeah yeah. <laughs> Or something. So, did the Hearst family ever recover? They who cares? They're still rich as fuck. Are imagine. they really? Yeah, whoever's left from them. I, I think. I mean, but if that's I like a newspaper can... from like the twenties. I think but then they still... just bought stuff, so that stuff's still worth a bunch. Who's that? Who's that real estate lady rich. from the eighties? It was Leona Helmsley. That's not a Hearst person. No, no that's no, a I... different person. Okay. <laughs> It's a totally different person. They, right. they could be related. I don't know. I find out I'm related to the Bush family in some mm-hmm. way. Yeah, like you know, directly? All white people. We all... Yeah, we've got a lot back of... Back to the motherland. Right. Which yeah, is... Kenny Bunkport. Right. <laughs> That's our origin story yeah. of all of us. <laughs> So let's move on to April, April first, April Fool's Day. Uh-huh. Nineteen seventy-six was the date where Steve Hajudnak, no, Steve Wozniak, <laughs> I guess. I'm just—is that how you pronounce it? You're pronouncing it the, the traditional Polish way, or okay? And uh, Steve Jobs found <laughs> Apple computer in a garage of it's Jobs. Stave Jobes. Uh, Stave Jobes. <laughs> Uh, in the garage of Jobs' uh, parents' house in Cupertino. Again, Cupertino. <laughs> Apple was founded in a garage by those two dudes. That happened in 1976, the bicentennial year. Yeah. Can you believe it? Yeah. What else was in that garage? Boy, would I like to know. Some weed? Maybe some weed. No, maybe he like was into, a Blue Oyster Cult record. He did a maybe? lot of acid, that Steve's yeah. job guy. 
Stavez Jobes. <laughs> Stavez. Wait, he was so he was, I, uh, he was Syrian, right? Syrian. I worked for the government, for the okay. New York City government. Okay. In our um, lunchroom, there are a few quotes from inspirational figures mm-hmm. written on the walls. One of them is from... I love that. It's That's Esteban Jobes. Uh-huh. And it says, stay hungry, period. Stay foolish, period. Which really means absolutely nothing. And no. it's next to, like, Einstein... And a few other... Yeah, but um, Einstein had a few boners his, in there, too. His, I know, but his, like, why would you pick quote is, Marry your cousin and be cruel to her for the rest of her life. <laughs> is that what it says on the wall? <laughs> it says, go Pirates. He was a big Pittsburgh Pirates fan. <laughs> See, if you put a, put a Pirates fan in a spaceship and he's giving it speed of light and took him at it, he'd be Wait, younger than... Is that your Einstein? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he's a big Pirates fan. Is he from okay. Munich or something? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, I they, get, but then he became every a dude in your head come from Baltimore. But Pirates, like, that's from uh, that's Pittsburgh. That's yeah. Western. It's the that's, same. It's pretty much the same. Okay. All right. <laughs> so yeah. we talk about taking his, <laughs> taking apart an atom, making everything blow up from it. <laughs> Do you think like? Did you have like? Did you guys have garages? You grew up. We yeah. live in New York now. We so used our damn garage. Yeah. We put yeah cars you in put it. cars in it. Put damn yeah, cars in it. Yeah. But you had to, I had to like uh if you're in California where it doesn't rain, I guess you're like, why would I put a car there? There's like no benefit. Right. Why would I yeah. put my convertible there? The Fonzie is sleeping above right. that. Why, why would I, I ever put on shoes? Say the Fonzie? Yeah, the Fonzie. <laughs> <laughs> the Fonzie lives upstairs. The yeah. garage. Yeah. Right. We had garbage in there. Like we had a that's yeah. where our garbage Kevin ends. Spacey lifting weights and smoking yeah. weed. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and touching Touching kids. Touching a lot of kids. He was in my garage. Yeah. Yeah. You wow. know, one of the flaws about looking back is that everyone we talk about has been revealed to be a monster. So far? That's Let's the problem see. with looking back, isn't it, Fed? That's the problem. Well, I, Milton Bradley, I don't know. I don't really know anything. So that's a real person. Stu- children. <laughs> oh, he did? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't think Lindsay Wagner. Yeah, she wait. invented crystal meth. Right. Uh, well, no. You know, I think uh, I think the, the two Steves, as they were known, another... Gosh, this year is full of fucking Steves. Yeah. Well, no, mm. Steve Moisek is just a massive nerd, but Steve Jobs sounds like a... I mean, he was a monster. Yeah, but he well, stayed he was hungry. A frick, but yeah. he stayed foolish. He also... Oh, the God next God ones out of that were stay... Stay... <laughs> stay prick. Like... <laughs> Stay evil. Yeah, stay evil. Stay cruel. Yeah, so they just cut out. He had a lot more after that. Yeah, without him, we maybe wouldn't have had an Elon Musk or a... uh, Oh, thank God. Jeff Bezos. Or a... Yeah. Yeah, who is it today? Uh, Maybe kids would be running in yards and lighting firecrackers. We'd we'd all be be reading paper books. and man. cans to dogs. Making love to each other. That would be so great. Yeah, like sitting out under the stars talking about... uh, Writing poetry. Yeah. Now we're all just looking at each other's photographs for a second and pretending we give a fuck. Yeah. Or like instead of looking at the stars, you're looking at your phone to look at the stars above you to see what those stars are. Right. And then you look up. Oh, what what's Kurt Russell up to these days? Right. I remember that when that astronaut said when he saw the stars, they should have sent a poet so I could have beat his ass because that would have been funny. <laughs> Steve Jobs said that. Yeah. <laughs> that was a real piece of shit. This is a major wall you've got at work. <laughs> Do people just add on to his quotes? So that's mainly what he's known for is his quotes. Steve Jobs. He did a lot of quotes. Yeah. yeah and that, that black turtleneck. That was, mock black turtleneck. And that one. Uh, Speech he gave to, he was telling the kids mm-hmm. about 
the, the great failures of his life and how they made him great. That was at a Burger King, right? Yeah. yeah he just like turned around and started that, that talking is a, Once I got busy in that bathroom. <laughs> no, uh, that's a common mistake, but you're thinking of the digital underground. Right. I can. I also I do tend to confuse um, Bell Laboratories with uh, Humpty <laughs> a lot. Let's go on to May. It's springtime. The, you know, France loves, heard of it. loves their cheeses. You know what, though? Fuck France, because it's a bicentennial. No, France helped us. Oh, right. During the, yeah, it's um, England we're mad at. the Revolutionary War of the 1812. The French were our, our, our allies. Yeah, the French helped us. They didn't, la- they didn't like England. Anyway, merci, France. Merci. Monsieur Lafayette, it's a wrap, wrap. So what happened? What happened? The, well, France, as much as their empire faded, so did their dominance in, in wines. No. They, these California uh, whites were judged superior to uh, French whites for the first time. And I bet you that's steamed a bunch of turtlenecks. Pretty <laughs> you know severely. what I'm saying? That steamed a bunch of turtlenecks. A bar- a lot of you bar- can quote me on that. A lot of berets flew up in the air and spun Yeah. Wow. Speaking of berets, this is just off topic. Just to jump off topic real quick before I forget. But uh, this is one of my best comeback stories because, like, sometimes you know when you always um, you always think of something, like somebody says something to you, and you just don't have that comeback, you know? Yeah, well, the jerk store Carl, they're running out of you. <laughs> right. So yeah, so this is like many years ago, back in the '90s, I was driving in a, a parking lot of a movie theater, and this guy was like backing up. He was parking. And then he was backing up, and I was right behind him, you know, because I didn't know he was going to back up suddenly. And so I tooted my, my car horn gently, beep, beep, you know, just politely, just to say, hey, I'm here. And so he parks, and then I go and park. And then when I get out of my out of the car, when I get out of the car, this guy is like in my face, and he's like, "What the hell are you doing? We're living a society and blah, blah, blah. You know, he was really pissed that I was like, Honking it. He thought I was like blasting my horn at him. And this guy was wearing a beret. Oh, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I couldn't believe it, you know. And so I'm there and he's just yelling at me and I was like, Look, I was just trying to just trying to let you know that I was there. I wasn't like honking at you. I just honked at you because you were backing up into me and he's like, Well, next time you ought to have patience and as he he's like walking off and I was like, Well, yeah, next time you should have some fashion. Burn. Yeah, I really got him good. (laughs) He went home and cried himself to sleep. I know, he really felt bad. Yeah. He felt bad, but uh, I was with Miranda then, and she uh, She witnessed the whole thing, and she still made it. Make love to me, Dan. (laughs) I can't. Yeah. Right here in the car, Dan. You know what? And then we did. Yeah. And I imagine her going, Ooh! (laughs) No, and she Oh, snap! You're right. Damn! Yeah, crowd had gotten around yeah. us, you know, and it was just like, it was one of those things. It was things. like one of those yeah. Eminem rap battles yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, like, and when I said next time get some fashion, people were just like, I mean, it was people went, it was silent at yeah. first, and then people went 
crazy. That's why back in 1976, you guys used to see those shirts that said, get some fashion. Yeah. Well, this wasn't in 76, but... When you were 11. <laughs> yeah, I was 11. Um, you were driving that car. <laughs> I was driving movie that car. Theater. You were going to see the Battleship Potemkin. It was a bike, and I had no horn. <laughs> it was a tricycle. <laughs> That's the twist. Yes, I was too. What is this guy driving around in a car with a beret? Right. I, I, I imagine. I don't feel like I've actually I seen think it a was beret. A, it was a Geo. It was, it was in, in northern Virginia. Yeah. I think it was a Geo. Was he with the French Resistance? Like what? what, what I'd imagine he's like a Woody Allen fan kind of guy. It, we you were mean like going. A pretentious <clears throat> piece of shit. Would, would you would you would you would you recognize for one second that we live in a society <laughs> where we wait for people? You know, we're not kind of screaming and yelling. This isn't. Uh, Caveman times. Fed, you, you better take off that goddamn beret. <laughs> Your anti-Semitic voice is like not appreciated. That is not better. Jewish. At all. <laughs> no, that's just like an, that's uh, yeah annoying. No, you know, uh, yeah, right, exactly. Well, that was my point. It was blue. It might have been purple. I couldn't tell. A I, blue beret? It was blue. No, look, if you're gonna wear a fucking beret, it should be red. Yeah, Berets no, no. Are red. Well, no, red. Red berets is like, are red. That's it. Red berets are the guys that patrol New York. Yeah, they're called the Guardian Angels. <laughs> right. Was, yeah. was Madeline one of them? It was Madeline. You're a green beret. You're a Guardian Angel, or you're a fucking asshole. It could have been that. a raspberry beret. Oh, that's okay. Well, but it was a dude. But there is exactly one man right. who can wear the raspberry beret. It wasn't him. He's dead. No, then it was a woman wearing yeah, the raspberry that's true. beret. Right. It was. It wasn't, I'm wearing a raspberry <laughs> beret. And that's how he sang it. In my Corvette. <laughs> and that's why doves cry. Right. Oh, man. So, anyways. Yeah, and it had like the little, what's that little thing that goes off of the beret? The little A tassel? Ta- the yep. little tassel. Yep. had a beret with a tassel? No, it had just, how they all had you... like a little thing on the top, right? What did, you, what did you even do? It'd be like if a man in a fez just started yelling at you. Well, like, keep well, in like, mind, right. Like, how would you, <laughs> right. what's the proper reaction? I know, it was like, like I'm uh, sorry I It was Mr., Mr. Cunningham from Happy Days. He had his wearing his fez hat from his uh, meeting. <laughs> no, it was, I don't know, because that guy, I was not even 20 years old, I don't think. And then, like, uh, yeah. you know, and the guy, you know, it was like an adult yelling at me. So I just, you know, you know I, I had you, a girl with it. me. So I had to, like, you know, I had to show her that I was pretty tough. You know, it would have literally killed him if he was going, <laughs> God, I wish I had. <laughs> oh, oh, man. This is You really tired. Look at me, everybody. <laughs> What is this guy? I followed him into the movie theater. <laughs> that would have been so amazing. And just like, you know, I just kept dropping popcorn on his head. Uh-huh. I should have. But you're not that guy, Dan. No, I'm not. I'm the guy who says, next time, get some fashion. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. I mean, like... Well, <laughs> not really. I don't know. I like it. <laughs> well, that's I'd why be, we're friends, That would Brian. sting me, man. <laughs> if I was... If I was just like going off on some motherfucker and he was like, next thing I get some fashion, I'd, 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 I'd be still hearing that in my head later. You know, like that oh, would. Brian. Yeah, you would be though, because you're a good person though. Well, you know, and you knew and that... I'm also very insecure. Right. Yeah. Are you going to go home and throw away all your berets? 
so, but in a very real way, uh, Dan was America, warning <laughs> France that their their wine reputation had become undeserved. Right. And that man was France getting out of the car and berating Dan for right. He represented French whites. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, French. He, when I say French, Beaujolais. Yeah, of course, talking what about. Was he, he was driving a Peugeot, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, he might have been. He, he probably was. He's his probably, name was Toulouse Lautrec. Well, yeah. Francophile. Yeah, and yeah, he threw a bunch of snails at me. Yeah, well, that's delicious though with that garlic butter. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, it was like you know, it's, you know, it's also equally good as as cargo is garlic bread, <laughs> right? <laughs> Same yeah, all or just a, like trouble. a spoonful of butter. <laughs> yeah, nice with garlic in it. Yeah. yeah, I think we've covered the wine business <laughs> without even really mentioning it at all. If yeah, wrong, you know, we're our own files. Yeah. Hey, Lipton iced tea tastes so good. You don't want to sip it. You want to chug a lug. <laughs> Whether it's instant canned or mixed, Lipton's about the most refreshing iced tea around. So come on. At this time, the gong show is uh, put up. And the, the amazing thing about right, the gong show is just Chuck Barris, who was this kind of like sleazebag impresario. Did you guys ever read his book? About, I didn't. He wrote a book talking also, about him being a you know a CIA agent, which is like totally made up. <laughs> right. George Clooney made a movie out of the book. Right. As if it were true. Were a true story. Yeah, it's always in the documentary uh, section of my Netflix. <laughs> So what the gong show was, it was like an amateur show. It was like the version of America's Got Talent. But right. it was like, it was kind of like madness. And you had like three... Everybody was drunk. D-level celebrities as pan, like judges. Right. Uh, if they didn't like you, they would bang a gong that was behind them. And I remember occasionally one person would get up and throw her body... Over the gong to prevent someone else from ringing the gong. Yeah, right. And there was another phrase which I learned. Like Christ. There's <laughs> another phrase that I learned, which became popular in the day, was gang gong gang, which is when they That's would all disgusting. gong at. They would all gong the gong together. Would they get it on, and then they would get it on. Uh, but it was like craziness because it seemed like there was no rules or whatever. Uh, well, America I, had lost its innocence. It's true. Right. Uh, this was, you know, an era where people didn't know what to believe in or where, where there are still rules, you know? Right. So this, this was part of that. This was very frightening to middle America. Some ladies America. had burned their bras. Yeah. Yeah. And Just then, picture and then, that. And that was, that's what they were running No, they weren't on. burning bras in 76. They, there were no bras left in There wasn't a bra left in all of Oakland, California. Yeah. Yeah. I think because they burned their bras in the late 60s, right? Were they still burning bras? I think in the 70s. They On were... a clear night, Dan, you could smell the bras burning <laughs> all like the way to Denver, Colorado when I was just four like years had, old. Just had these bra fires that yeah. were smoldering in, <laughs> in every town across America. And just free-roaming breasts, just as far as the eye could see. Just disembodied breasts? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it was really something, Dan. I can't... Did George Clooney make a movie about that? He'd like to. Yeah. But it would be rated triple X. Why? It was about boobs. Oh, let's see, that's more 13, <laughs> PG-13. Well, anyways, thank, but... Thank, it, well, <laughs> thanks for filling in for that. I, I went into a fugue state there for a second. We did uh, some research. There were some people who went on the gong show that became better known beyond their appearance on the gong show. People such as Paul Rubens. Is that Pee Wee Herman? That's Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, and cool. Wingo Boingo appeared, and I watched that clip. It was insane. It was crazy. Danny Elfman. Do you Danny know Elfman. Uh, the Oingo Boingo. What, what What was her popular song? Dead Man's Party. 
No. Uh, weird science. Weird science. It's a dead man's party. I think it's Weird Science is the one. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I watched the Gong Show as a kid. Did you? Probably on reruns. Yeah, Yeah. reruns. I do have that real stark memory of a woman, like, prostating herself on the Gong. Right. Yeah. I bet you that was highly erotic. That could have just been my fetish. I don't know. I will remember this moment. (laughs) That's when Pontius Pilate said, which one of you would put yourselves before the Gong to save him? And she did. Uh, well, also the unknown comic, which I yeah. don't know if a lot of people remember. There, he was the comic that had a paper bag over his head. Yeah, and that's where he was kind of a big famous guy on the Gong Show. But this is also the time where um, putting like a giant top hat over your head and arms and painting a face on your nipples and oh, that was huge. Was like a full on branch of the arts, right? <laughs> There's a, there was dance. Yeah, there was poetry. Roman world. Medieval world and West world. It was a computerized paradise where nothing could go wrong. But something did. Now, in 1976, Delos is about to reopen. Welcome to Future World, the ultimate vacation. July 3rd, 1976. You know, maybe it was the bicentennial spirit. I don't know. But Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys, he performs with the Beach Boys after 12 years. He hadn't performed with them after 12 years. So that would be, uh, this is difficult math for me, 76 minus 12 is... Oh my God, Dan, you can do it. I can hear the smoke in your ears. 19... 64. Oh my god, it was you really landed that. 1964. You're that was like the Beach Boys Daddy, uh... came or the Beatles came up. But so I guess they were they were still <laughs> they were they they were still recording albums but they never performed together like on stage. Yeah, oh, they were. I guess it, yeah, because uh, yeah, uh, in the '76 they were still recording records. No, right, but in '64 never... they certainly were because they, they, they came out with Pet a, Sounds. Yeah, they toured all the time because remember there if we go when, when when Kokomo came out no but not Brian oh, yeah, Wilson that was, that yeah was, but I'm saying the Beach Boys were still an entity this whole time that was right. like my senior year of high school or right and like. yeah we I bring this up all the time but why is that guy from why is John full, Stamos in there? John Stamos he's because he's still, fucking shit hot on drums Dan that's true <laughs> <laughs> story of the Beach Boys as I gathered is there are some brothers and some buddies and they had a dad who was kind of a yeah, psycho. Yeah, and then there was Charles Manson. And then there's Charles Manson's involved as, as well, pulling the string. I think he was married to Beach Boy's dad. No, and then, so they put out surf music. The dad owned all the rights to everything. And then Brian Wilson was sort of a, a genius with the, with the notes. And he kind of brought the Beach Boys in a different direction. And then he sort of just lost his mind completely because of drugs. He wrote that. Was it because of drugs? And, no, and, I think and it was, I think mental it was, illness. Yeah, I think it was in there. He thought that if anyone ever played the song Fire, it would cause a fire. He was deathly afraid of the ocean. Really? And he became under the control of this kind of uh, monster. monster psychiatrist kind of guy. Right. But he, he, he got him to go to a photo shoot by putting a piece of paper in his pocket that said, you will not drown. And that's how he was able to get close enough to the ocean to get the ocean picture. If he saw a surfboard, he broke down into tears. Yeah, yeah. eat the whole surfboard. Right, <laughs> eat the surfboard. That's not a fat joke. No. Although he was, he would, they would, he would, he would ply him with cheeseburgers, barbecue sauce. I mean, so that was, yeah, that was a big thing. And I remember when I was a kid, my dad talk about the Beach Boys or whatever. At some point, my dad was like, "Oh yeah, all he does is lay on a 
bed all day. Your dad was in Bare Naked Ladies? He was. His dad is Axl Rose. <laughs> yeah. No, he, my you, dad... You remember that? No, when my dad was laying in a bed all day for six months, he was like, yeah, and Brian Wilson does it. <laughs> no, that's not my dad. But he... <laughs> this is a pad of genius, boy. Yeah. I'm trying to write a song. <laughs> my dad worked in finance, right? So, you know, and he just decided one day, he up and quit. And he's like, I'm going to write Beach Boy songs. And he laid in bed for two years. Yeah, so eventually Brian Wilson came out of it, and he teamed up kind with uh, John I mean, Stamos, he's on, and they formed Wang Chung. It sounds valid. He's not they were the great. Ramones, actually. <laughs> he's he's not doing. He's old. He's made it into his sixties. Well, I'm, I'm, you said like he bounced back and made it. Why are you saying he's alive? He's alive. He's alive. I, they would do these documentaries where they would film him just in bed, like laying in bed with a big, just bloated. There's, there's a documentary about no, it wasn't a documentary. It's was some weird German show that went to John Frusciante's house from the Red Hot Chili Peppers when he was like at the nadir of his heroin addiction. Pretty brutal, but it's like one of those times where it's like, oh, they're just talking to someone who's completely addicted to heroin. Not fair. Well, the, the new Kurt Cobain documentary that came out a few years ago was also sort of like right. fish in a barrel. All right, I saw come on. John Frusciante live. Someone he mentioned Anthony Kiedis, and someone in the crowd said, "Fuck Ooh. Anthony Kiedis." <laughs> And then he was like, what? Did someone say fuck Anthony Kiss? And there was guys going, no, no. <laughs> Everyone was so concerned that he was going to break. <laughs> this was like a Don't do <laughs> August 16th. What happened? On August 16th, the Ramones play at CBGB for the first time. I think that they are... Brian's pulling up a list of all the other punk bands that were formed during this year. The Class of 76, they were famously referred to as. Talking Heads were in there. And but I think we talked a little bit about Johnny Rotten before, how I think in England it was very different. Like, it was just these kind of meatheads that were playing the punk, like the Sham 69. Or just, like, given instruments in here. Yeah. Well, the Ramones weren't exactly playing orchestral music either, but like it was just really kind of revival fifties rock almost. Right. Like, That's what I feel. I didn't know. I didn't know they were part of the punk. Yeah. What, you guys ever the seen Ramones? Yeah. 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 I didn't really realize. I didn't. I, I didn't think that because like the music you can listen to. Well, the argument can be like, made though that the first real punk show was Shanana at Woodstock. You think I'm kidding, but if you watch, they're at the hop. It's like a Ramon song. Yeah, New York in the 70s, that's when all the, where it was like the, the city had been carved out and only scumbags left, which is where we're living now. The people who stayed behind and were glue sniffers and stayed in the family manse while the rest of the family moved to Long Island or somewhere else in South Jersey. Those people are, are now multimillionaires because of real estate. Right. CBGB. There's so much you can do. When you have a bowl of jello gelatin made up, I can flake it with a fork, like this. Add it to lettuce and cottage cheese, and we've got a light luncheon salad. Or I can top the gelatin with a mixture of flake gelatin and whipped topping for a refreshing dessert. Good, isn't it? It sure is, honey. When you've got it made, you've got it made. September 29. We're already in September. We're back to school time. What do we do at back to school time? Well, if you're Jerry Lee Lewis, you shoot your bass player a couple of times in the chest while you're actually trying to shoot soda bottles, I think, in your living room. Uh, yeah, no, he, should no, have been, everybody, he should have been killed years ago. The bass player? No, Jerry yeah. Lewis. They should, they should have been, he should have been a very shootable man. put to sleep. <laughs> he had a big bullseye all yeah. over the place. He His wore name bullseyes. was Jimmy Bullseye. Jimmy Bullseye. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, actually, his nor- name was Norman Owens. It's highly shootable. Yeah. He survived after g- getting shot twice in the chest. But yeah, Jerry Lee Lewis. We called him Killer. Is there a chance he tried to kill someone else too before that? Probably. I, I know he- that he tried to marry a 13 year old and succeeded. <laughs> He successfully attempted. Which does not that speak well for his character. But they were related, so it was fine. Right. He had, Is that how that works? Well, yeah, if he had parental supervision. No. Now, this, he, this comes up in most of my conversations, but <laughs> I, I remember thinking how Jerry Day Lewis was not persecuted and should have been. But as a kid, I was like, and yet they would persecute Chuck Berry, who was just trying to make good music, and they were so racist, they would hound him for every little thing he did. Right. Watching people pee. Yeah, he was also a monster. (laughs) Right. Chuck Berry was like what you would hold up as the light. And And then I found out that he had a Waffle House where he put a camera in the bathroom. But that was for security purposes. Like to put it in the toilet because that's where they would do most of the criminal Stealing activity. Spoons. <laughs> that's the butt crimes that happen in the toilet. In the toilet, wasting toilet paper <laughs> was costing him money. I'd love to get super mad at Jerry Lee Lewis for shooting his bass player while he was trying to shoot bottles in his living room, but I once shot my friend Brian Kennedy in the buttocks while we were shooting bottles. With a BB gun in his living room. Now, was your BB gun a real gun, or was it a BB gun? It was a BB gun. I think that is a huge difference, I think it's a big difference, but... At the moment, though, my friend Brian Kennedy did not see the the distinction. He found that (laughs) distinction subtle at best. But how... Where was that butt, and And where was the bottle? There was in front of the bottles, whilst he was setting up the bottles for, like, the third time. In his own living room, it was his game, it was his gun... It was his bottles. It was his buttocks. Right. And uh, like the fourth everything. or fifth time. That was like a closing argument, like a 70s <laughs> trial film. Is <laughs> it not true, sir? Yes. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you were just like, this, he needs to be taught a lesson. Well, I mean, for fuck's sake, long. Dan, I just, you know, like I had the rifle and I was trained on the man's buttocks and eventually one thing led to another. You know what, I mean? <laughs> what happened afterwards? Did you guys make up? Yeah. <laughs> He, um, that's usually what happens when one thing led to another. He had, it didn't break the skin, but he was upset. Was he naked? No. Okay. There were other people in the room. Almost nobody in the room thought I was in the right. Oh, yeah. So everybody's It's possible that I was not in the right. I was in the wrong. <laughs> right. It sounds like you were all in the wrong. It sounds like you were in the wrong. Not, not a lot of right was going on. It, it was the late 90s. Yeah. You know, it was a confusing time. Monica Lewinsky had us all turned around. Breakfast at Tiffany's was a hit song. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> we live in a different world. Breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> you know this song. Uh, yeah, things were things were going wrong. Yeah. Everybody was happy in the nineties, but there were some big problems. At that time, I was also told by a lacrosse coach to ting somebody in the ass with a lacrosse ball. And what does that mean? It, I, I, I think I can see what it means. means <laughs> to, to wing a lacrosse ball at his butt because he was running too slow. It could mean that you're just supposed to take a little bite out of his bottom. That's more of a um, ting. Yeah, ting him. Ting him. Ting him. Now this this man could be tang him. This tang man, him. This man had a part of his lower the Baltimore lip accent. Yeah, he had a his part of his lower lip removed because of, of chalk dipping. Yeah, uh-huh. he's like, Whoa, go rock there and run." That was could he have thing. meant something else? And they said, "Ting him in the ass," and I said, <laughs> "What?" 
And did you do it? Ting him in the ass. I did. I, I hit him in the butt. You tinged him in the buttocks? And then the <laughs> one thing led to another. Uh, what's Again, it, I'd, I'd we, love to judge you. Was this your <laughs> I just can't do it. Oh, so you can't do anything now. No, I can do you a lot of things. You can't judge anything involving I was, tinging. I was, I was like a 14-year-old <laughs> or, kid. Being told to but, assault another child at the behest of an adult. I was like a 22-year-old grown-ass well, what's man. what's a BB? BB guns are bizarre because you just dump a bunch of BBs, yeah. ball bearings, basically, right. right? And they all just fly in there. Yeah. Let's take a so you have no well, control Well, then, then you got the pump action. Oh, you have to pump it. Yeah, and you can do that like several times to the skin-splitting zone. Or you can do it once to just the... Oh, and, uh, that's not how they work. So what did you do? Uh, just, just, just the once. I, just the once. Yeah. You intentionally shot him in the butt or no? Yeah. Because he was not quick enough. No, just I. Just cause. I wanted to see what would happen. I can't explain. No, that's the time. <laughs> Psychopathy. When I, that's no, why I guess. There was I, a time, one time. I got when a dark I, side, Dan. Don't, don't hand me a gun I've and bend over. I've told you guys Dan. this before. This is the same time as like when we were. I was uh, all of a sudden for no reason. I decided to punch my friend Jesse in the stomach as hard as I could. <laughs> wow. And, uh, yeah. He, it, well, it didn't work. It, he didn't, didn't like, like it. It didn't he work. Did not like it. It worked for me. Well, wait. What was the goal? Uh, to see what it was. <laughs> to see what would happen. And so it was like to hurt someone. I don't know. We were all kind of just palling around, and then I just really did it. So was this like yesterday, or when did this happen? No, Jesse died of his injuries. <laughs> <laughs> So we should, we should probably destroy this tape. It's Jesse like, Houdini. <laughs> His name was Houdini. Houdini Jesse. His name was Michael Jesse Jackson. Right. Yeah. No, he. I just did that. I, there may have been a beer involved. I don't know. Is this we were, college? It was college era. And it was like, yeah. you know, you're trying out new things. Right. And so I just wailed experimenting on with lesbianism. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just violence. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I discovered that I'm not going to really probably do that again. That's probably for the best. I, I realized you could really hurt somebody that way. He, well, it sounds like he did, Dan. No, he didn't. He was fine. But he did make a, a, a tremendous, oh, sound. Well, wait, did he know it was Which coming? Were no. the two of you in on this science You know what? He might like... have been. He was like, punch me, punch me, and then I really did. Well, that's different. Mm. That, yeah, that... but I don't think he was really expecting me he to do it. He got his medicine. I think so. He was from the South, so. did I was like, this is what they yeah, do. Come on, damn, push me in my stomach. Yeah. Come on, give me some stomach music, boy. <laughs> <laughs> what you got? <laughs> Yo, polecat you. He thought I was going to break my hand. I got arm, um, belly, guy. <laughs> let's mash him up. <laughs> it sounds like it's some belly music, man. <laughs> he's like, he's Riding like, a gumbo. He just loved it. He put his hands back, you know, like uh, this. And just... Irresistible force. <laughs> <laughs> Immovable object. <laughs> But little did he know that the long arm of the law, <laughs> is what I called it, Dan's two bones stuck together, <laughs> did some damage. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, Jerry Lee. How was your dude. hand, though? That's the main thing. Like. Yeah, no, they, he had no stomach muscles whatsoever. It was like... It, <laughs> it was, was like, like a bowl full of jelly? That would have been more... Old I Saint almost Nick. punched right through to his spine. Like, I <laughs> felt it a little bit. It was like... Just like the softest, cuddliest thing you could imagine. Like and a then couch I felt cushion? Bad. Like, uh... Yeah, but of, like, the O's, where they had it... They invented them out of those little things that give you cancer if you breathe them. Though You know, those squishy pillows. Either those way. ones made out of anthrax? Yeah. Yeah, the my pillow. They yeah. should never have done that, if you ask me. They're super cozy, though. Yeah, that's. True. Is it safe? 
Yes, it's safe. It's very safe. It's so safe you wouldn't believe it. Is it safe? Speaking of Jerry Lee Lewis. In October, Disco Duck by Rick Dees drops and America weeps. No, America celebrated. I think we've hit that point where Brian wants to talk about all of the punk bands that came out again. <laughs> but this could this be considered one of real punk? Real punk? Yeah. You know? Oh, those guys By the way, fucking no, it's Rick Dees and his cast of idiots. He, Rick Dees was a DJ. Rick Dees, for those who don't remember... He admitted like a shock jock. Did, was he a shock jock? I have no idea. He was a guy, but uh, from what I remember, guy. he was just like a... He, he did like a countdown or something in the 80s. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had like a he national... Like a, the top like a sleazeball coke DJ, not like a... No, I think he no, was a family-friendly He, he was a family-friendly, but like desperate and No, but and no he, was, up. he was totally coked up. Yeah. His hair screamed cocaine. Really? Yeah. His hair screamed cocaine. Cocaine! <laughs> 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 Put that together. <laughs> I remembered him as this guy, but he came out with a song. He used like a DJ. So he's like, imagine Ryan Seacrest deciding, okay, I'm going to write a song and I'm going to sing a song and it's going to be a song that I put on the radio like a human being. I mean, at this time, that probably made him wealthy enough to live for the rest of his life in comfort. I think so. Well, it hit, did it hit, was it released? It, it reaches, it, it. This number is when one. it reached number one. It didn't drop then. This number it, one? It reached yeah. number like it, one. Like Elton John or whatever else was Yeah, like, it beat out Elton John. Or it beat the out Beach Boys or whatever the fuck else. No, like, uh, 76. E-L-O. You, or, Summer. you gotta remember, these people are blasted off this dirt weed. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> They've been smoking it all day and they're disappointed and they're angry. They're like, we're so high. <laughs> I'm angry <laughs> with this. So got high. High. Oh my God. It's got $4.74. <laughs> I love being I could have bought Sorry. For a lid. (laughs) (laughs) And it's enough to go to jail for six years. Yeah, so Disco Duck was about a guy, the song had a purpose. It was about a guy who danced like a duck. And people went, people liked it. It was a parody of the disco era, perhaps? I guess so. Disco Duck. Well, there's not much to say. He made his voice sound like a duck. No, like whenever kids it. would do the Donald Duck voice, I would have wanted to strike them. What about the Daffy Duck voice? That's better. November. Remember when we used to get a turn? Jesus. <laughs> he just did the last one, but I, you know. In November. What happened, Brian? You would have turned on the television to see Wonder Woman versus Gar- Oh, Jesus. Brian, that's the See, that's why I don't get a turn. <laughs> No, I, my brain just, like, rejected that. Oh. Yeah, without even me really, really. I, I, I hypnotized myself. I stopped seeing that. Right. Then... Brian can't actually read it, um, which is a shame. Uh, November 22nd, comic strip Kathy debuted by Kathy... Guthwise? Go- I'd say Geisweit. Geisweit. Now, she, she, <laughs> gave, she gave a voice to a segment of the population which had... Heretofore not had a voice. Which was? Ack. <laughs> that <laughs> the was Ack the voice. Crowd. Or you're asking for the population of women who were sick of trying on bathing suits under fluorescent light. Yeah. Of working in offices and being underappreciated and of being painfully unfunny day by day. <laughs> <laughs> for, 
35 years. Just inflicting toxic level of not funny on America. Yeah, but I can't... She... Let's give her her due because she got to do what she loved for so many years. Is it still around? She ended because she had said all she had to say. There's no one, no matter how funny you are, that could, over the course of 30 years, write a funny comic every day. (laughs) Right. I mean, that's a... Charles Schultz stretched it out for about 20 years too long, right? Like, I love Charles Schultz, but too. I loved him mainly when he went insane towards the end, where they were just completely nonsensical comic strips. When he was finally untethered. I remember with Kathy, I would always... The art was weird, but it was sort of appealing to like a kid. Like It wasn't like a Prince Valiant. So it, you think it'd be something you want to read, but it's not. It was sort of like cartoony. So you're like, oh, I'm going to check this out. It looks almost like Garfield in a way. Yeah. So I'm going to check this out. But there's a lot of text in that. There's was, a lot of. She always had a lot to say. Girl and comic strip form. Working no. Girl, you mean the uh, Melanie Griffith movie? That's right. Yes. Oh, nice. Which is also a taste of Saturday Night on that movie. Where is Kathy from? Do you? Does anybody She's know? everywhere or nowhere? No. <laughs> <laughs> Did it take place in a galaxy far, far away? She's she's that gal who's rushing to get to the office wearing sneakers with her skirt suit. So going ack ack ack. Yeah, ack. The, the, but you know what? The I, girl in the gray flannel suit. Gosh, you know what I do though now in my emails, my work emails, I will say ack to people. I do too, actually. Yeah, that's. Oh my god! I I that won. up. Ack. Let me let me take another one. Right, she won. Kathy won. We're all Kathy. Kathy won year of the week zero. <laughs> I've never in my life met a Kathy fan. You know, but they sold, she sold You've met calendars. Them, but oh. they have been... Oh, underground. Yeah. Well, you think people are embarrassed? I don't... No, I think the Kathy fan is someone who's been often overlooked. She's also the Beauty and the Beast Ron <laughs> Perlman series fan. <laughs> yeah. She's the... Right. Yeah, the George... George R. R. Martin read that, right? Yeah. She's the one who wants the edible arrangement, but it's never gotten the edible arrangement. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, you're nailing it, Fed. Wait a second. Fed's talking about himself here. <laughs> <laughs> this is why he knows it so well. All these things. Oh. Your best friend wants to watch Tango and Cash, and all you want to do is watch my Big Fat Greek Wedding <laughs> again. <laughs> Right, I know, I know. Yeah, I, and I guess maybe that was it. It's like, without it, who are we to joke on? That's when we all turned on each other. Well, Ziggy, fact, that was a bag of shit. Dilbert, <laughs> fuck Dilbert. Dilbert was well, much Dilbert, and That guy's he, a complete... He's a disgusting animal. But yeah. like, so Ziggy had their fan, right. But when I think when Kathy went off, if you don't have that one person that everybody hates, people turn on each other. And we before Kathy left us, things were pretty good in the world. So it's just Lord of the Flies. There's that one kid who the piggy or piggy whatever. Piggy version. Like, yeah. yeah. And we're all like, hey, everything's great because we all hate Piggy. Right. And then Piggy dies, and we're like, oh, fuck you too. Yeah. You know, and everybody says that against each other. I'm saying when Kathy was canceled or she just retired, we all looked at each other and we're like, actually, you're not so great either. I Maybe that's you. what happened. And yeah. now we've got Trump. That's good. All right. <laughs> oh, the time machine. It's happening. Holy shit, look at the time machine. Oh, no. Right. right. I heard you guys about 1976. 
Yeah, yeah that's Johnny fucking Rotten. It is? He's, try to lock the door. It's too late. Yeah. He's, he's here. Now that Johnny fucking Rotten, I'm so. the most rotten punk star you've ever heard of. Billy Joel. He's rotten now that Johnny so, Rotten? You're so fucking, I'm, I used to, I'm so low, dirty boy, I'm a naughty boy. Don I like, hope it's yeah, not Billy Idol. No, I'm going to live in a gutter, so how dirty I am. Oh, shit. It's none of your fucking business which brand I was in anyway, but look. All right, so, so you want to talk about 1976, do you? Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, that's, that's like what we do. It feels to be here in 1976. What? You know what it likes to be here in 1976, how it feels Ooh. to yeah, be here. Yeah, 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 that's what we're doing. Oxygen here. in the air. Yeah, sure. There's oxygen here, too. Yeah, well, I, it's, imagine you was working at a shit job, right? Okay. Was yeah, no, I can do that pretty easily. Working a fucking... From Brixton? No, like, you was working somewhere in some kind of nondescript United States City. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. Instead, you you get up, you fucking do your air, and you feel chubby, but you go to work anyway. Was okay. it Kathy Guthwas? Yeah, I don't know. that's oh. just fucking shit in there. <laughs> Fucking ready to blow your mind away. Uh, that's who it is. Are you Kathy Go- Go- Goose? Nah, I'm his fucking biggest. Oh, yeah. I'm Kathy's biggest fan as well. Oh, I am. All right. Oh. So this we guy are, is certainly definitely me, punk. This guy's a me, punk. Me and me mates was smashing bottles on each other's heads. He's got mates. And we seen this newspaper. It was we rolled up an old fish in a newspaper. Was smacking each other on the bottom with it because it was disgusting. And it was, that's that's the fucking state we. All right. In. It sounds like we got a real authentic punk here. So, so I look. So I look look at it and there's this lady trying on a swimsuit in less than a flattering light <laughs> oh my god so he's fallen over trying to get our heads together we couldn't because she's the every woman isn't she have you ever, have you ever felt that way? You felt, yeah, but I... You I, felt I, like you're being scrutinized. I think what was edgy in 1976 is not so edgy now. You ever put chocolates in your desk drawer for a snack before lunch? Sure. Yeah, it's fucking Kathy to that. She don't give a fuck. And that's what it's like right now. Everyone's, you know, because fucking trash bins are like. It's no, there's no future, mate. So it's just fucking doing your best day to day. Looking for a boyfriend or whatever. Yeah. And that's fucking what it's like. I mean, my... my I know fucking my mates up north would fucking die in a black lungs and go down a pit and come out half a man or dead or whatever. Fuck it. Because of fucking Thatcher, right? It's fucking Thatcher, bitch. So it sounds like Kathy had a broader reach than I originally thought. I, did, I didn't know that in the uh, the shitholes in London, right. they, they were necessarily interested in Kathy yeah, Goofweight or whatever. It yeah, took we a like, while we for like, me to figure out what's going on. We I like, couldn't believe we it. Like, <laughs> we like to take Miss Thatcher, stick it down in a pit, and we like erase up Miss Kathy guy's wife. Miss Kathy's saying, Ack, our world is shit right now. This <laughs> fucking turn is... Fuck the Falklands 10 years, <laughs> 8 years about. Yeah. Or we're getting in that mess, which okay. I can see coming. Because I see the way socio-political systems work. I see the way fucking there'll be a disagreement somewhere. It's in the mail. But imagine that. Dim punk rock Nostradamus. <laughs> hey, it's a, the writing's on the wall, he says. Yeah. He or reads it's the, in the writing. He's so reading the, the paper. You're one punk guy. It are... Is everybody like this? Is everybody look turning nah, to no, Kathy? No, no, I mean, like for me, my mates, it's all Kathy all the time. But right. is that a blokes is fucking mental in their own shit, right? Yeah, I mean, okay. it's the National Front. Nah, the National Front's all a bunch of piss. They're right? a bunch of piss. Yeah, like a bag of piss. <laughs> So wait, you're drawing your inspiration from Kathy. Yeah, but like, it's fucking, you know, other people too. Like, you know, uh, up up north is exploited. There's fucking deeply influenced by, like, yeah, the family circus, where it's like Jeffy yeah. and Billy, these That's fucking... True. Because, the you know... Front, they're famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. whereas... 
Where's our dad? You know what? And this is fucking... Who did I? Not me. Not me, says the government. Not me, right. says the fucking... The upper class and middle class cunts is doing that shit. And that's just... Not me's doing it. I don't know. I don't know. That's what I, that's what they say to you. Yeah, remember that? There's that song where they're like, what did you do today? And then there's like a big long line that goes through the neighborhood. Yeah. That's right. That's the whole thing. And that's the fucking way. We've lost our way, mate. So it's fucking Jeffy trying to get home from the fucking baseball game. We don't know where the fuck <laughs> we're going. This is putting everything in a whole new light. Brian, you're you're big into punk. Well, ni- 1976 was. is a big year, Dan. Uh, j- just just off the top of my head, just without any help from Wikipedia at all. What the fuck's Wikipedia? Yeah, don't, don't, never mind the bollocks, if I you like, will. I'd like to take it. It's like a comic. It's another comic. I'd like to take your throat in the bin. <laughs> the adverts, the B-52s, Black Flag, the Buzzcocks, the Clash, the Cramps. The Cure, The Damned, The Dead Boys, The Fall, The Feelies, The Flesh Tones, Richard Hell and the Voidoids, Joy Division, Madness, The Rizillos, Susie and the Banshees, The Slits, The Soft Boys, Teenage Jesus and the Jerks, Dan, all 1976. Oh, wow. Teenage Jesus and the Jerks, yeah, they're gonna be fucking huge, everyone knows that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everyone. If there's anybody that remembered from this day and age, just Teenage Jesus and the Jerks. Yeah, it goes The Beatles, The Stones, Teenage Jesus... <laughs> Then it's the jerks. Yeah. Welcome back to a brand new hot off the press London weekend show. And from that bit of film we just flashed at you, I expect you'll be able to guess what we're taking a look at this week. Since our last show in the summer, punk rock's really taken off, both in London and in New York. And although anyone thinks punk is that great a name for it, it seems to have stuck. Punk magazine comes out in New York, and Sniffing Glue is the punk paper here, despite its ill-advised title. I mean, this guy's a punk. He doesn't give a shit about That's what's right. going on. Then, news. He's I never think, read a book. I right. didn't get no GCE. I didn't fucking get my O-level, A-level. Fucking fuck out. I yeah. agree. I heard somebody was taking the piss out of your O-levels. Who took the piss out of <laughs> People are pissing out. Dan was taking the piss out of your O-levels. I mean, good, to, good on you, mate. Does anybody ever piss on anything? Or it's, fucking, pissing it's, out? it's like a sprinkler system here in London. Okay. Everyone's Ooh. pissing on everything. Are you, You're all getting pissed on. Is okay. that how you feel powerful? Because you're getting pissed on. you got to piss on other people. There's no power, mate. It's fucking ridiculous. No one's, no one's in power anymore. Nothing to control. I don't nothing remember to any Kathy's where she's taking a piss. Yeah, oh, you didn't get if, that book? You know, like, if I, you had to order it in the mail. It came in like a black if garbage I, bag and... Yeah, it was forty dollars. If I was making it, it came in a black garbage bag. <laughs> yeah, the right. <laughs> someday there's going to be trucks with stickers of Kathy pissing on shit in the nineties. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, I had the Ouroboros tattoo, and it was Kathy pissing on Calvin, and Calvin pissing on Kathy. It's the yeah. yin and the yang. Yeah, yeah. I had a Mazda. Well, by Calvin, I do mean John Calvin, the <laughs> I had philosopher. A, I, I had a Mazda 66, and I had a little sticker of Kathy pissing on a Honda oh. Civic. Bam. <laughs> I, I just, this is really surprising to me, because I didn't know that Kathy had this particular reach. I thought that Kathy, the comic strip, had a reach with, uh, like, middle America moms and... And maybe working women in America. To me, it's surprising that yeah, she well, well, immediately English glue sniffer. That she immediately like, hit. Yeah, England. Where you think the punk energy comes from? That's what I'm saying. I did not know. Yeah, it's fucking. To me, it was a mystery. It's, um, it's Su- someone. Susie and the Banshees. And Kathy Griffith. No, it's trying. It's trying to hustle off to work for someone who don't appreciate you. And all the while, you're just trying to find a fucking decent bathing suit. <laughs> And it, it, that, in a nutshell, 
is London 76. <laughs> Uh, December 4th, 1976, Elizabeth Taylor marries for the seventh time. And who does she marry? She marries politician, Virginia Republican, John Warner, who just goes on and on and on forever as a, uh, like, he can't get voted out of office. And I think he was... It's amazing. Virginia becomes the South very quickly. I grew up in Maryland, which has this plethora of problems, but Virginia was somehow even more Southern, just by exponentially more so, even though they border each other. Right. Once you get past, like, D.C., by the time you get to Richmond, you are, like... You're there. Yeah, you're deep south. They're hicks. Yeah, it's very, very southern. But I think John Warner, this could be wrong, though, because I was, because I lived in Is Virginia. Watergate figure? Like, during the It's Nixon funny, was... we should know more about this if we're talking about it, but he, he probably <laughs> Pop Warner, maybe. Pop Warner, uh, baseball. Football. Well, I, I could have, so I lived in Virginia when he was still around, and maybe I just hated him because he was old. It could be. Like, he looked like an old footy daddy. What, what, what's the odds that he was an old guy who was a southern politician that was actually pretty cool? <laughs> it, 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 the odds are great. He's going to go get you high. So that's what I, you know, when I see that Elizabeth Taylor, at some point in the 70s, was like, hmm. I just you know. read an interview with uh, with Kathleen Turner. I just read that too. That's <laughs> Me too. I was just going to mention that. And she hated yeah. Elizabeth Taylor's acting. But yeah. She also did a John Waters movie, which to me makes her pretty okay. That makes her Serial okay. Moon. But what was John Warner good in? The movie. Let's John let's Warner. talk the politician. The, the, the Senate. Let's talk about the movies that he was in. He was in. Wasn't he in that other John Waters movie where he had to eat a bunch of dog shit? <laughs> yeah, you, you're thinking <laughs> of uh, Divine. Oh, yeah. I get them confused. No, that all the was time. Divine's other name. Who uh, we were? <laughs> John Warner. We were. We were <laughs> Divine all was a very complicated person. <laughs> I remember the day Divine died because we were taking a family vacation and it was on the radio, and my sister started crying. <laughs> it's odd that it was on the radio. No, it's did you? Did you yeah. always? No, no, there was a impromptu. In, in Maryland, maybe. Yeah, there was an impromptu. Uh, did you just vacation across the street? <laughs> we went to Towson for vacation, which is where <laughs> Divine is from. Is Joan Waters really a hero in Maryland? Is yeah, people absolutely. absolutely love him. Yeah. yeah. Who? Uh, Francis Scott Key, because uh, he he wrote that thing about the War of eighteen twelve. It seems like a yeah, Maryland. Edgar Allan Poe. Poe. Yeah. More than both Poe. of those guys. It, was Francis Scott Key have anything to do with Maryland or no? No, he was Fort McHenry. He wrote that. Okay. He was locked up in a boat. That's a good tour, by the way. Fort McHenry. Oh if yeah. You, if you're ever in Baltimore, that's you get like that like old grandpa explains it to you like. Uh huh. You know, a musket he, would shoot about 75 does feet. Does he hit you afterwards? More yeah. likely, he guess. He was locked up in a boat, and he's like, <laughs> where's his flag waving from, or whatever. Is it still waving or not? And he looks up, and he sees there's a flag still there, so he says, well, make a song out of it. So he did, <laughs> and America liked it, so he made her song. Brian's like... <laughs> anyway, that's, that's how our national anthem got to be. Anybody that wants to fight me can fight me for $5. We did the year, so let's rate it. I'm going to give uh, 76 a solid check. Uh, I'm going to give it five stars. Oh, five. Yeah, good year. Good year. 76. Good yeah, year. good year. I'll All keep right. it. 1976 out of uh, fist stick knife gun. I'm going to give it knife. Knife. Okay. Knife. Very right. good. Good. So, uh, again, we'd just like to ask you to go uh, subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. 
uh, go check out our website. What else is there? There's nothing else. Just go have fun. Party. Like it's 1976. I think we nailed it. Tell your friends about the year of the week. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, tell your friends year of the week. Getting to know my daughter. Are you my new daddy? You do not look old enough to have a daughter. I've decided to resign as the head coach of the New York Jets. I guess I've already told you about my condition. Oh, well, only every time I see you. I was given a Vietnamese phrase. I'm going to try to say it. If I mess it up, feel free to laugh at me. Xin chào, Cock Phan. <laughs>